This is Dollars and Sensibility with Tom Stone. And we're gonna talk about what you really want. And at the end of the day, how to get what you really want is to understand money. Guild Mortgage, NMLS number 3274, Tom Stone, NMLS number 257849. The information contained in these podcasts are for educational purposes only and do not necessarily express the opinions of Guild Mortgage. Welcome to yet another fantastic episode of Dollars and Sensibility and lucky me and lucky you, Danielle Humphreys, not Humphreys, Humphreys. <laughs> has decided to say yes and join me today. So congratulations and welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm like, she came into work today. She's in the other loan officer in the, in the office. And I said, hey, guess what? I've been waiting for a whole week to have you do an episode with me. And she's like, I am so excited. Hey. <laughs> but then as we started talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's some pretty good stuff we need to chat about. So I'm going to introduce it, and then we're going to chat about it. Because we hope, again, the whole purpose here is, is that we can give information and help somebody where they're at go to the next level. Okay. So literally the last three clients I've had in a row are goal something like this. Well, it starts out with this mom or dad saying, hey, I've got one of my children who has been renting for some period of time or living in the basement of this or, you know, frustrated with this situation. And they're just saying, I can't believe this has happened to us. The economy with interest rates where they're at, prices going up as fast as they can. When we're finally ready to buy a house, this happens during our time. So the 20-somethings, 30-somethings are saying, we're screwed. And that's, those, that's a quote unquote. Mm -hmm. You mentioned your sister has those kind of feelings? Yeah, she says all the time, oh, I'm never going to be able to afford a house with the way things are. Mm -hmm. But yet she pays almost $2,000 a month in rent. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, and let's go down that road. Why do people think that? I mean, this might be some obvious, obvious answers, but why do they think that? I think, first of all, the media portrays it that way. Mm -hmm. And second, they just don't have a good understanding of how buying a house actually works. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that, yeah, it is harder than it was five years ago. Yeah. Prices have gone up. Rates have gone up. For sure. Yep. But we sit back and say, hey, there's some solutions to it. And the first line I use, and my clients are going to recognize this, is we got to look at this as a business transaction out of the gate. When you buy your first home, it almost always, even 20 years ago, was, ooh, this is a big step. I'm going to mm -hmm. be, you know, signing the dotted line for this much money. And I'm going from rent that's usually lower to a higher mortgage payment. That first step is always a big one. It's, it's hurt in, historically speaking, almost every time. So that's not new. The spread might be a little bit bigger now. And I think that's true, actually. Yeah. So, but if I look at it as a business transaction, I have to look at the fact that a home is an appreciable asset and eventually can have a return on investment is either equity, rent, and tax deduction. Yep. All three, right? Mm -hmm. Have you experienced the tax deduction benefit yet? Yeah. Oh, that's a dumb question. I know you have. Yep. So it's in the thousands of dollars. Yes. Again, the first thing is to understand that, hey, if I'm paying rent of $2,000, your sister, for example, she go buys a house that's twenty eight hundred bucks a month. Let's just say that, and it's an eight hundred dollar increase. Oh, I cannot afford that. She might say, mm -hmm. right? So that eight hundred dollars, first of all, let's say that it's uh, of that twenty hundred dollar payment. Call it twenty two fifty. That's just rounding. Is is a tax write off of some sort per month times that by twelve, around twenty seven grand a year. 
that is either mortgage interest and or mortgage insurance that you mm -hmm. can write off. Now, these are estimates. These are guesstimates. I understand that not everyone applies, but this is a roundabout kind of good formula to say it's in that ballpark. If she's at a 25 to 40% tax bracket, which that's most people, right? And she's got $27,000 that no longer is going to be taxed because it's a tax deduction now. Let's go 33% just for kicks. That's $8,900 that comes back as a tax refund. Mm -hmm. Divide that by 12, that's $742. So if her rent is $2,000 and this new payment of interest and mortgage insurance could give some value such as this back, then that's a $742.50 return, which is basically if she's paying rent for $2,000, she in the same dollar for dollar analysis, she can afford a $2,800 mortgage payment. Yeah, that's a really good way to think about it. I don't then, think almost nobody thinks of it that way. So and you got to wait for it, you know, and for sure, and Tom, that's not exact. I know that, mm -hmm. but if you have that tax income bracket area and you can write this off and itemize it and some other things, then mm -hmm. you get to reduce your income and not to pay tax on that money. That's what tax deductions are. Right. Right. So then it's an equal situation, but yet now she has an appreciable asset that's gaining equity. And the idea is, as you and I have talked to our clients, the rate today can always go down mm -hmm. and when it does you refinance yeah and yeah you gotta pay some closing costs sometimes right now guild's saying no closing costs for the next two years yep so actually it wouldn't cost them a nickel for the next two years in closing costs but let's say it does it's cost three or four grand if i can save you two three four or five hundred dollars a month and it costs you three or four grand how many months does it take to pay it back so it's worth it in the long run especially if it's a long-term investment and if someone says, hey, it's a this is a financial decision like we're talking about, then they can take that house that they live in for two years, turn it into a rental mm -hmm. or sell it and avoid capital gains. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars if you're an individual, five hundred thousand if you're married and take that money and put it into the next house or next house is plural or into some sort of investment. Yeah. Or what am I missing? I think you covered it. Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> So that's the first thing is, and let's, let's say it's a $3,000 mortgage payment and it's a $200 increase from what you're paying right now, mm -hmm. comparatively speaking, maybe 250, that kind of thing. But would you put money into a 401k at $250 if you thought you'd be getting some money back? Definitely. So if you're, if your loan amount is decreasing over time, cause you're making payments on it, your home is appreciating because of value and you can get a tax deduction, which gives a less taxes you pay to get more money in your pocket that's that this down the road could either pay you back upon sell mm -hmm. or turn it into a rental for the long-term investment portfolio. Yeah, definitely. I just don't think a lot of people think that far ahead, you know, how come they probably just don't know how to, to be honest, mm -hmm. like how to do all those calculations or whatever. So that's why, that's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're here. <laughs> and again, I, I, last week I literally had three of these conversations with, and, and I talked to the, a parent. In fact, I talked to a fourth one today, fourth one. And the, and the parents say, my kids have to hear this mm -hmm. and okay, you know, bring them in. And again, we've always said the best time to buy a house is now. Now, Everybody's now is the best time. And now it might be a preparation time. Mm -hmm. Might be, let's watch it in the next few months. Now is, you know, relatively speaking, the next one to 12 months. Right. Why? Because jump on the train, get it going, 
lock in your capital investment, which is your sales price, and then let's reduce your cash flow by a refinance over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you had also mentioned earlier before we started that if you're single, you can rent out rooms. Let's go down that road. Let's go down that road. So that actually goes with my daughter right now. So my daughter, she's single. She says, dad, I want to buy a house. I said, awesome. And I said, what are you paying in rent? And she's paying around 700 something bucks a month for this apartment that she's in. For a room though, right? It's a room. Yeah. Yeah. Not the room. whole thing. It's a three bedroom and she has, she shares with two roommates. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So she went and found a town home brand new and it's got four bedroom suites. So three upstairs, one on the main level, and she's going to live in one and rent the other three. And the math should look something like this. So her mortgage payment is around that $2,800 range. Call it 29 on the top side when you add HOA and those kind of things. And if she's getting, she's paying seven something right now, she'll be in a brand new unit in a, in a really nice location. She thinks the rooms will be about six, 650 per. Mm -hmm. So if it's 650, there's $1,300 for those two rooms. And then the other one's a suite. So it's a full on, you know, a master suite bathroom kind of thing. She thinks it'll be closer to a thousand dollars from what she's seen. So let's just do round numbers. If we have 650 plus 650 plus a thousand, that's $2,300. If her payment is 28 or 29, 23 minus two, that's 600 bucks. Mm -hmm. So she's cash flowing the same as she's doing right now right. or better and still gets the tax deduction mm -hmm. and still gets the equity piece. Yep. And this town home isn't her dream home. It is right now, by the way. Right. But it's not the, you know, kids running in the back backyard, barbecue, dog, those kind of things, you know, and, mm -hmm. and pretty sunsets and whatever that she's looking for in the mountain or beach, whatever she's looking for. Yeah. So she's going to keep this. And in a couple of years, she's probably going to move, rent out the suite that she's living in and do it again. Mm -hmm. So this daughter of mine, she's 25. She's 24. She'll be 25. Well, I'm pretty proud of her. Yeah, right? that's really smart. You know, she's qualifying that way. There's some variation there. So, and she's got a good business and she can qualify. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about if they can't qualify. What if they're in a situation that says, yeah, I can rent those rooms, make some money, but my salary is not enough to qualify for a 28 or 29 or a $3,000 mortgage payment. Mm -hmm. Well, this is where I come and say to mom and dad or grandma and grandpa. And I say, let's talk about the leg up. We don't, just give them money and hope it works out. We actually yeah. come and say, hey, child or grandchild, what about this? So you can qualify, let's say it's a $450,000 price tag, which is about the ballpark of these neighbor neighborhoods that my daughter was looking at. So 450 price tag and you can qualify for 250 or 300. So mom and dad can say one of two or three things. Hey, we will come up with the rest of the down payment. We'll give you that 100 or 150. Or if mom don't have that, mom dad could say, I'll co-sign with mm -hmm. you. And knowing that the cash flow will work, mom dad say, look, let's be business partners on this. Let's go in on this house. And, and mom dad certainly say, no, I love you so much. Here's some money. Sure. Right. But let's say that's not the case. What if mom and dad become your business partners? And we say, hey, mom and dad, you know, you're going to help me out here. You're going to co-sign with me. And by the way, if you co-sign, you qualify, then you only have to put down, you know, three, three and a half. 5%. Yep. That's kind of a cool thing is people say, Oh really? I didn't know that. You have to, you know, have to put 20% down. No, you can put a lot less down. In fact, I usually recommend that mm -hmm. keep your cash and then let it cash flow. 
So if mom and dad co-sign, mom and dad want to give a, a down payment because they want to be on the note, but mom and dad can be a business partner. Remember, we're thinking about this as a business transaction. And mom and dad come in and say, look, here's our parameters. Maybe they want to get some percentage return over five years. Maybe they'll get some income off of rent. Maybe they'll get a percent when it gets sold. Maybe yeah. it'll be a, a true partnership. Maybe it'll be a friendly mom and dad being nice guy partnership. I don't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. And by the way, you write it up. Yeah. You write it up. What are your thoughts on that? Does any concerns or questions come to your mind on that? I think it's a great way to do it. I also think that a lot of people maybe are saying, well, I'm not single, so that doesn't apply to me. Mm -hmm. Well, you could also buy a house with a basement apartment and mm -hmm. rent that out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or a mother-in-law suite, you know, mm -hmm. attachment or something like that. So yep. there's options. Mm -hmm. It's not just, oh, well, I'm not single, so that doesn't work for me. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And the other thing is, is if you buy a, a home with a basement rental and it has a separate meter, in other words, the utilities are separately metered. You actually get to count that rent to offset your new mortgage payment. That'll help you qualify if your income's not there. Mm -hmm. If it's not separate metered, you can't. Right. And that's where mom and dad kind of come in and do those things. Mm -hmm. Another option that we've talked about with these friends and clients is let's say mom and dad don't want to, or they don't want to ask mom and dad, but you got a really good friend and roommate and they want to do the same thing, but together or separately, you don't make enough, but together you do. Yeah. So you can say, ah, oh, yeah, but I want to ruin my friendship. I always tell people the best friendships, and I have friendships that I've bought some things with, you do a really good operating agreement. Uh -huh. You can get an attorney involved and just say, if this happens, then that. Uh -huh. What if one wants to sell before the other? What if one dies? What, you know, how do we split the expenses? What if uh -huh. this, you know, what about tax deduction? Who gets it? And you sit down with someone to nose and you work through all of that. This becomes a business transaction, right? Yep. A business transaction with hey my my best friend or or you know brother brother whatever kind of thing. <laughs> you know together we can do it together mm -hmm. <clears throat> you set down the parameters set the expectations so there's not some concerns or questions and you qualify together you buy this house and your two incomes together get you there same concept maybe uh, if it was a upstairs downstairs or a, a townhome like my daughter's where you can go you know different bedrooms maybe you take two bedrooms from the other two and yeah. it becomes a business transaction the 50 50 down the road and you keep doing it that way. Mm -hmm. Now, so does that make it so it's that much worse now because prices went up? Uh, certainly, prices going up, is a factor. up has made a factor, but approach it like a business transaction. Approach mm -hmm. it like a business transaction, which most of the time a first-time home buyer is. You're not usually buying your dream home the first time around. No. And if you don't have kids yet, why not? If you have kids, probably the buying the home, renting upstairs, or excuse me, renting the downstairs, vice versa is the better way to go. Mm -hmm. Right? Definitely. All right. What have I missed on this? Questions? No. <laughs> I want to bring up the $100,000 question. Okay. Maybe I call it the $100,000 problem. Here's what it is. Let me see if you relate to this or have heard this before. Yeah. Man, if I can make $100,000, I've made it. Mm -hmm. If I make $100,000, that's where I've arrived and life's good. Have you heard this before? I felt it before. <laughs> yeah, like in college, you know, oh, if I can only get to that point, then like everything's going to be good. Mm -hmm. It's not enough. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. Huh? Now, single person being smart with their money. Oh, yeah. Small, but, you know, as far as, hey, I want to buy a house, I want to buy a, a car, have a dog, 1.6 kids, I'm going on vacation once a year. 
you know, starting that whole family, you know, idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need a little more than that. Yeah. And what I find why it's a problem is mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, and society generally has hung on to that saying, mm -hmm. man, I make a hundred grand. What is going on here? This is so unfair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is actually a couple of years ago. Someone came in and said, I finally, you know, got a salary of over a hundred grand, a little bit over. And I finally made it. And then he moved from out of state here and went, you know, prices were twice or three times the amount that he was used to over there from where he came from. And was like, man, I just always had this mentality that if I made a hundred grand, I made it. Well, what I've said to that is 250 is the new 100. Is that too much, you think? Depends what kind of lifestyle you want. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, again, the house that you want, a couple cars in the garage, 2.6, eight kids, you know, something like that. <laughs> 2.6 or eight kids. Whatever it is. <laughs> want to go on vacation once a year, you know, have, have your kids' a college phone working through, have, have your boat or side by side. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of the number. So, that's unfair for someone just out of college to say that, but the eventual numbers. Mm -hmm. And I say, if you don't make that much, which a lot of people don't and might, might not even won't, mm -hmm. then have two or three rental properties. Yeah. And that'll supplement your income. Definitely. And get you to that ballpark, whether it actually gives you the equity piece so that you can buy things out mm -hmm. or you have the rent to cover the cash flow. Right? Smart. Yeah. But again, if I'm making 50 and someone else is making 50, if you're 100 grand, you can qualify for a starter home. Yeah. You can qualify. I'm not saying that. For sure. Is. It's just not the dream home usually. Correct. Yeah. 250 is more of the I've made it. I kind of, uh, you know, I can do some things that I always want. Always yeah. Want. I have a couple, maybe one acre mm -hmm. <laughs> of yeah. land. And yeah. But to me, the $100,000 has put a ceiling on people. Mm hmm they don't really go look for something more than what's in front of them because they've been having that. And to me, mm -hmm. that's been a great number. I don't want that start. I remember when I was a kid, that was a big number to look at. Mm -hmm. It was like almost the first real big number that anyone could say, you know, a hundred thousand yeah. is out of the tens of thousands. Right. Mm -hmm. So now we're into the, you know, double that. If you look at inflation. I was going to say inflation for sure. Yeah. yeah. So the only reason I bring it up is to be aware of it and to be okay with, if you're making a situation that you can make more money, don't put the ceiling on it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think being self-employed is scary, I'll be honest with you. It's a safer place to be. If you figure out a business, because no one's going to fire you except for you. That's true. <laughs> We've had a downturn, right? Yeah. In our industry. And we have. Unfortunately, we've lost some very, very good people mm -hmm. uh, because, because that happens. You know, we hear people with underwriting jobs and those kind of things. Like, oh my goodness. I can't believe that, you know, they let them go because of the economy. Yeah. Anyway, hundred thousand dollar problem. Is it's just a viewpoint and don't let it be a ceiling to you. But if you don't make that higher number we're talking about, allow real estate to supplement it. Yeah. I love that. You like that? Mm -hmm. What about you? You can do that. That's the plan. I think I've probably mentioned it before, but the plans to finish our basement, mm -hmm. rent out our house and buy a new one. Mm -hmm. so, so how many do you want? As many as I can make work. <laughs> okay. so it's not, not just limited to one then. No, definitely not. I'd say probably two or three to start with. <laughs> I grew up with a dad who had rental properties though, so it doesn't scare me. Right. 
That's a big deal, right? Yeah. It's not like, oh, I don't I don't want to be a landlord. It's like, no, that's a really good investment and a good retirement plan too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That you can start, that you control, you can start at a young age. Yeah. You could do it every two years if you felt like it. Mm -hmm. Every year if you wanted to, I guess. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, a lot of things come up, but mm -hmm. just life, medical expenses, more kids, need a new car. <laughs> so things definitely come up, but I think it's important to have that plan and that goal mm -hmm. to know where you want to be. So let's wrap this one up. So long story short, I if I'm somebody who's in my 20s or 30s, I'd still say now. Mm -hmm. Don't get stuck in that rut. Don't get stuck in that what you're hearing We'll never be able to buy a house. I hear parents all the time, how are we ever going to have our kids afford to buy a home? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's stop talking about, you know, you paid 14% interest back in the 80s. Well, your house also cost 50 grand. Yeah, exactly. It's just not the same. It's not apples and apples. Not at all. And you have to look at it differently. Mm -hmm. In fact, the financial math is different than the math you learned in school. Yeah. It's not one plus one equals two. You have to learn to understand, again, taxes, appreciation, uh, rent. Mm -hmm. all these variations that you can say work for you. And why wouldn't you get another 500 to a thousand, uh, 1500 to 2000 a month on an appreciable asset? Yeah. I think it's important to not say, Oh, I'll never be able to afford it until you've actually talked to somebody and know mm -hmm. what your situation is. Cause you might be surprised. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say this and it's one of those things is like, be careful. If you go to a, a lender who has somebody that just click, clicks it, clocks, not clicks, clocks <laughs> in nine to five and they get paid a salary. I'm not going to name any names. They're going to push some papers for you. They're going to put it through a system and give you an answer. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of places that you can see online. That's a lot of places that you can go get your, you know, down the road here. Yep. But find a place. Find a place that will sit down, talk with you, hear your situation, and a lad does it. Does it. Sits yeah. down, not only personally does it, but has their clients do it for mm -hmm. the last so many years and can work through these processes and thought processes and get you there. Yep. In all honesty, again, these conversations, hey, Tom, what's your rate? You bet we'll be competitive. There's lots of lender credits out there. There's some seller credits. There's builder credits we got to compete with. I understand. Yep. But in the day, why don't we talk about how to make you a, a financially secure through real estate over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Yeah, and definitely more valuable than somebody just clicking buttons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Have a conversation about it, right? Yep. With some backing on it. Okay. Well, I thought that was important because this is what I've been dealing with the last couple of weeks, especially. Mm -hmm. And I love to have these podcasts based on true feedback of people saying, oh, my goodness, I'm feeling so this. Yes. And I hope to get past that, knock down the walls, take off the ceiling, get real answers and move forward. Love it. Okay. Till next time. Thank you. This is Dollars and Sensibility and I'm Tom Stone. Thank you for listening and thanks for getting real with me. So next step is to answer your questions. Come see me, Guild Mortgage, 435-654-9979 or goapplastom.com.